0: Yes. So remember, Paul, last one (laughs) we had 13 followers. No, sorry, 13 plays, Mm? two followers. We now have three followers on (laughs) Sunday. But we have 171 plays, 171.
1: 171. Mm.
0: That's pretty good, right?
1: That's pretty good, I have to lose my best. Mm
0: Hi, and welcome to the third episode of our podcast, The Voice of 5G. In the webcast studio here at Ericsson headquarters, we have Paul Cowling and Janina Hedberg. And today we're going to talk about uh, 5G spectrum. And uh, spectrum, I mean, that's usually what we think about when it comes to colors or light.
1: it is. But spe- uh, Spectrum. So we're, we're going to d- talk about Spectrum, but we're, we're gonna really going to talk about is uh, Radio Waves. Correct. Radio Waves. They're great and names in, in like Marconi and Maxwell. Uh-huh. Uh, all, all about uh, Radio Waves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, we think about light. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, I suppose, is where I've done most of my work in the past in Spectrum is just with light in... Uh, uh, optics and uh, uh, using lasers. Cool, cool. Um, but light is just another form of radio waves.
0: Yeah, there's Or radio waves is just another fives, yeah.
1: just another form of light. It's it's all electromagnetic radiation. Yeah. Uh, and what differs between radio waves and light is the frequency of the uh, of the radio waves. Mm-hmm. So they're uh, pulsing up and down at, at a particular frequency okay so uh, you know when we talk about radio most people are familiar from r- with radio from the thing that they have at home whether listen to the FM radio right. or the AM radio mm. uh, and there you're talking uh, maybe about um, maybe a hundred hundred and five megahertz or, s- or something in, in, right. in that order yeah so that's 105 million cycles per second mm-hmm. um, when we're talking about uh, radio waves for mobile systems, then we're maybe starting at around six hundred megahertz. Okay. So that's like six times as many cycles. Um, and what's happening is
0: cycles. That's the that's how the wave goes.
1: That's how quickly it oscillates. So oscillates, it's g- okay. Yeah, that's another that's <laughs> another good another good word. But then, uh, how quickly it's it's uh, changing mm. uh, amplitude or size yeah um, and the frequency is is quite important when it comes to understanding of the properties of the radio waves because mm-hmm. they, dev- they vary a little bit depending on the frequency you've, you've got S- but uh, mobile systems uh, GSM systems when they came, they were maybe around uh, eight to nine hundred megahertz mm mm-hmm. Uh, then we then we use eighteen hundred and nineteen hundred megahertz. So yeah. now we're t- now we're nearly twenty times the speed that that your uh, of the radio waves in your FM radio. Yeah. And then we talk about at each each of those numbers, we talk about a band. So it's not just one radio wave. There's a range of radio waves uh, between different frequencies. Mm-hmm. So in so and and that applies to the to your radio at home as well. You've got uh, one hundred and five megahertz radio and will be hundred and five plus a bit hundred and five minus a bit yeah right. and it's that difference that they use when they want to put the signal on when you right. want to transmit information yeah so a radio station uses that band mm-hmm. hundred and five plus a bit hundred and five minus a bit and and they use that to modulate so that's to put your uh, the radio program your music or your chat show is modulated onto the radio signal, Um, and FM means frequency modulation. Oh, Ah. okay.
0: I had no idea. What is AM then? Uh,
1: Amplitude modulation.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Shall I explain? Yes, please. Yes, please. Um, So, um, amplitude modulation just means that uh, I take my radio signal. uh, and uh, I make it big, bigger and smaller in, in line with, for instance, the music. So when the music's loud, I send more radio waves, and when the music's less loud, mm. I send less. And then at the receiver, you can you can translate that. When it's, when I get a big signal, then I have lots of noise, and when I have less signal, then I have less noise. Mm. So that's f- fairly straightforward to understand. Uh, frequency modulation, instead of changing how loud the signal is, we actually change what frequency it is. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe uh, you know, when, the, when the sound is going up, then maybe I make the frequency higher. So I've got this band of frequencies. I push it from the middle towards the top end of the band, and then as, it, and, and then as the sound level comes down again, I put it down to the bottom end of the band. And then uh, at, the, at my receiver in your radio set, uh, I can detect those changes in frequency uh, and I can work out what's happening to the music. Oh, now it's going up. Now it's going down. Now it's going up, down, up, down, up, down.
0: Okay. And, <laughs> and that,
1: and that's on the basis that it's analog, of course. And that's what we ah. talked about. The first radio systems for right. for mobile were analog. So they were doing something similar. Two G, three G, four G, five G. They're all based on digital transmission. Mm-hmm. And that means instead of transmitting the size of the signal, the the amplitude of the signal, What I do it by shifting the frequency or shifting the size of the signal, um, I convert it to a set of numbers. Or a set of bits. You know, I give each size of signal a, a number, and then I transmit those numbers. And that's easier to transmit reliably. If I get the numbers then I can accurately recreate what I started off with, mm-hmm. and that, and there's no noise involved. Yeah, right. So that's why that's that, no, that's the advantage with DAB, for instance, instead of FM radio. Uh-huh. So as long as I get enough signal, I can get a very clean yes. Repertoire. Um But there's clever things you can do. You can put extra information in, which allows you to work out if you've lost information when it's being transmitted, mm-hmm. or you can have uh, protocols which allow you to resend information. And so, for instance, for Internet of Things, where you're often dealing with very small signals, they, they have mechanisms there that you send mm-hmm. the you can send the thing several times and uh, you work out from what you receive, you know, if, if one copy is corrupted, and mm-hmm. then you can kind of look at if, if I get three or four copies, then if one copy is corrupted, I can see which one is corrupted because mm. I've got something to compare it to.
0: And it's uh, then a bigger chance that it comes that together the r- at the that end. That you get
1: the right answer. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but we're, we're getting a bit distracted. Yeah, yes. Uh, spectrum. 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 Back to... Yes.
0: Low bands.
1: Like back to low bands.
0: <laughs> I think we were on low bands.
1: Everyth- low bands. Everything's relative. Mm-hmm. So low bands, that's this uh, 6, 7, uh, 8, 900 megahertz. Yeah. Which is, as I said, six times as high as your as your radio.
0: I have here in my notes that it's uh, low bands are below 1 gigahertz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, low bands. Uh, low bands are very sought after.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, low bands are good because they go a long way. Mm. Uh, so as that as in
0: they can go through things, and they can, and also distance-wise.
1: Yeah, uh, low low frequencies, mm-hmm. long long wavelengths. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about wavelengths, but um,
0: they are longer than.
1: Ra- radio waves have both a frequency and a wa- and a wavelength, so they're okay. made up they're made up of waves which which oscillate up and down, so is, you can think of a classic mm-hmm. sine function if you remember your signs at school.
0: I don't know if I do that anymore, but no
1: everything's relative, but for mobile phones, mm-hmm. low means below one giga, one gigahertz, mm-hmm. so that's below one billion hertz. So 1 billion cycles Wow mm-hmm. so so the radios that coming the the radio waves coming to your mobile phone they're only going a few hundred million times a second <laughs> only. only
0: so did, did the this did we start off by using only low bounds for for mobile phones
1: um, yeah pretty much mm-hmm.
0: so it's been yeah. a so progression I, I, so over,
1: over time and the, and the thing is when I when I've got some radio waves mm-hmm. and I can put radio station on it Mm -hmm. a radio station you can think of as one chunk of information yeah if I want to send more information if I want to add some more radio stations Mm -hmm. then I need some more spectrum yes yeah so I add some more spectrum so if you look at uh, from 2g to 3g to 4g to 5g Mm -hmm. as they get quicker They need more spectrum.
0: Yeah, because now we're gonna go to like being mid bands and even high bands. Then they're up to forty gigahertz.
1: Up to forty gigahertz. Yes, the high high bands. Yeah,
0: that's quite a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. So now we're talking. What's that? Two hundred and forty times faster than your 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 little radio station. Make the maths, people. <laughs> Make the maths. <coughs> My brain's a bit slow. I need more coffee.
0: I'm um, not even drinking coffee right now, so <laughs> you do need more that's coffee. why I need more coffee. <laughs> Helps. Uh,
1: so, yeah, four G runs up to about two point six gigahertz, two point six million mm. million hertz, and there are certain identified bands which you use. So you can't use you can't use any frequency. You have to use the frequencies that are agreed. Uh, and why is that?
0: Yeah, why is that? Why is that? Mm.
1: Good question, Janina.
0: Mm? <laughs> Thank you. <coughs> Why is that
1: well, firstly um, although there's a lot of spectrum about, mm. you could say there's billions of different different spectrums, infinite number of different spectrums if you go down to dividing them up into little bits, yeah, most of them are assigned for doing something mm-hmm. um so everything from the f- Frequencies that you use for your remote control, for your TV, for instance, right. your your Bluetooth, your right. Wi-Fi, yeah, um, bands for uh, different bands for radio communications for boats and mm-hmm. ships. They they have bands. There are bands that are used by satellites. There are bands that are used by your your television of you know, transmission. There's bands for your FM radio. So there's lots. So of there's
0: a lot of radio waves out there.
1: There's a lot of radio waves out there, but there's a lot of people that want to use them. Mm. And there's a lot of people that could get, you know, that could probably do more if they got access to more. Mm. And then we've seen that that as time goes on, the use of bands changes, so that f- in many places, for instance, um, we don't send analog TV anymore. We have digital TV, yeah. and that's that's meant that that we can free up spectrum which we can use for other things. Mm. There is all this spectrum, mm. um, and you need to agree. On who uses what spectrum for what, because uh, that way the people that make the network and the people that make the devices and 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 everyone in between, Mm -hmm. they're all agreed on exactly how things will work. Yeah, it wouldn't be nice if if
0: there was interference in everything.
1: Interference, very good, very good. Thank you both. Yeah. So, so, yeah, you want to be sure that uh, you know, when, you're, when you're using Spectrum for something that you're not unexpectedly finding someone else trying to use it for something completely different. Mm-hmm. And then different countries maybe have different views on things. Mm-hmm. So there's whole process and there are regulators around the world for, for each individual country or geography who are, are trying to decide, well, what happens, so how do we want to use Spectrum? But they also want to be aligned with their neighbours and there's a there's big advantages so for instance with mobile phones if everybody chooses mm-hmm. to use the same frequency bands mm-hmm. then the people make mobile phones and the people make networks make one frequency band and they can use it anywhere people that buy a mobile phone right can take it to another country and mm-hmm. it still works because they're using exactly the same standard which we mm-hmm. talked about last time and exactly the same frequency bands so
0: very nice for the user <coughs> mm-hmm. so
1: harmonization of uh, spectrum is uh, interesting and important mm. um, and international negotiations that take place around uh, who uses what spectrum for what use um, to try and to get that international agreement notwithstanding that there's there are you know the different areas or different regions who still choose to to use things in a in a different way across mm-hmm. that region saying so some bands some some bands may be assigned for mobile networks s- for specific geographies
0: do you have an example
1: um, yeah the, the, I know there are some bands for instance which which are used specifically in Japan for instance, mm-hmm. so the, their, their bands which are which are, which the Japanese have said we want to use these for, for mobile, but they're not used or they're not used in the same way in, in uh, or defined in the same way in, in, in other areas. Mm-hmm. But generally, you know, there's the, a the move to try and ag- agree which ones we use.
0: How about what, what's been talked about this week that there are spectrum auctions? And I read an article that the FCC, which is the Federal Communications, Co- Communications Commission in the U.S., have started auctioning off or will very shortly start auctioning off Different spectrum bands. <coughs>
1: Different spectrum bands. What's
0: that all about?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, once you've agreed that you're going to use a certain band for um, a mobile network, mm-hmm. say, and and maybe there's a time plan for how you phase out the whoever was using it before, because mm-hmm. they need to stop using it before you, before you can use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you need to decide, well, just who does get to use it. Now, in, internationally, you can say there are, there are different ways of, uh, you know, for a government to decide how how we're we going to use the spectrum for 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 this country, and of course, mobile communications can be seen as like a strategic asset for for a, for an economy. Um, it it contributes to. Um, economic activity in a country—it's you know—it's important for the development of, of business, and for, you know, it's you know important for individuals in their in their daily life. Yeah. So, generally speaking, governments want to uh, encourage investment or encourage deployments and use of, in this case, five G. And we see a lot of interest around the world in who's going to be first in five G, mm-hmm. when's five G going to come to my country, uh, you know, when are we able to get going to get hold of five G. Uh, An important part of that is when do we get spectrum? Mm. When have I got frequencies that I can use for 5G? And an important part of that is if we're going to introduce new spectrum. And for 5G, there's a lot of focus on both, what you can say, maybe the high end of the mid-band. So that spectrum is like 3.5 gigahertz. Yeah. which we don't use today for 4G, mm. um, and then what you would call high-band spectrum, mm-hmm. um, what we loosely call millimeter wave.
0: Right, there we have another thing that's very much talked about in the con- in in conjunction with with 5G, millimeter wave. Yeah, why is it called millimeter wave,
1: Because the waves are about a millimeter long.
0: Oh.
1: Mm. Seems very sensible, really, yes. doesn't it? <laughs> Makes <laughs> sense, that name, now. <laughs> yes, uh-huh those th- and, and there we're talking twenty nine gigahertz thirty nine gigahertz so that's so that's thirty nine billion cycles mm. per second
0: that's a very high band yeah
1: that that's a very high band mm. uh, we do use higher bands mm-hmm. mm. in the mobile infrastructure, but not for the mobile signal <gasps> um, so uh what we call what we call microwave transmission systems right uh They started off in some of the bands we use today for mobile phones.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Microwaves that you use at home. The microwave
0: ovens. Microwave
1: ovens. Mm -hmm. They use a very specific band that's, I think, somewhere around 2 gigahertz.
0: So cooking food is also using radio waves.
1: Cooking food with microwaves is is also using (laughs) radio waves. But a higher power level and, and say, very specific frequencies, mm-hmm. which which are chosen to resonate mm-hmm. with uh, with the with the food, with the molecules yeah. in the food.
0: And then, of <coughs> course, then we also use microwaves to transmit uh, data.
1: We also use microwaves to transmit data. Yeah,
0: and those um, are the b- usually the big. Uh, how can you describe it? Uh, you see them on the uh,
1: well, they look, they, c- on antennas. they can look like satellite antennas. Yeah,
0: they look a little bit like satellites, but uh, often but they with look a of, straight often, front.
1: Yeah, of, often you might see something that looks a bit like a cheese. If you think of a round, yeah, a, a big, big round, round Edam cheese uh, or Edam cheese, or you know, a big round chunk of cheddar. <coughs>
0: yeah, some of them, them are huge. Background. Some yeah. of them are huge.
1: Yeah, in you know, maybe is the size of a dinner plate. But then you can get then you can get as you say ones mm. which are much much physically much bigger. Yeah, uh, and that depends a little bit on uh, what the frequency band is, and also how you design an antenna is is uh, how effective it is.
0: It's a quite quite an interesting way of remembering that that's a microwave antenna if you think about it as a plate. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah? Yeah, just don't put it in the dishwasher. <coughs>
0: <laughs> Please continue. I know that there is talk yeah. about the E band. Yeah, that so,
1: so 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 uh, so what we're talking about now for 5G is that mm-hmm. you know the the your telephones will use up to maybe 39 gigahertz or something around there there is talk of going higher but microwave systems because we want to use those bands for using for mobile telephones they're starting to use even higher frequencies so 60 gigahertz and Mm -hmm. maybe even 100 gigahertz and that uh that that gives great opportunities for for high capacities which you need in in the network if we if we're all going to send lots of data yeah then we have to get it from our phones into the mobile network mm. and from the mobile antenna back into the internet yes and uh, we use uh, we can use fiber for that, but uh, in a lot of places if there isn't already fiber it is quicker and easier maybe to put in a microwave link. yeah so we see fiber and microwave being both important in in building out the network later mm.
0: and that's uh, what we call backhaul right It is and also. We talk about uh, the transport networks, right? Uh,
1: we do. We we always have a, in interesting discussions because words uh, words in technology technology words get uh, used uh, multiple times to mean different things. Mm-hmm. So transport, for many people, means trucks mm-hmm. and lorries. Yes. But if you work in uh, in uh, the telecoms industries, transport means sending data information over optical fibers or microwave links and so it's, it's the same concepts mm. what do you do with a lorry you put loads of stuff into it and you transport it to somewhere
0: yeah
1: and uh, what do you do with a transport network in telecoms you put lots of data into it and transport it somewhere mm. so the same the same word same concept applied in a different uh, industry but we were talking about auctions
0: mm? Spectrum auctions.
1: Spectrum auctions. Mm, back to that. Yeah, so back, back to that. So, um, you know, if you want to introduce a new spectrum band, and uh, you have uh, normally a number of operators in the country that, uh, that run mobile services, and maybe a few other people that, that aren't running mobile services at the moment, but would also like to be a mobile operator, or maybe they want to start doing home broadband using fixed wireless access. Mm-hmm. To be able to do that, They need to have some spectrum. Yes. So, I mean, the government can give it away. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, they can choose to give it to certain actors and say, here, I'm going to gift you this spectrum so that Mm -hmm. you can build a a network for the people. I guess Um, that's
0: uh, very common when it comes to the police. um, They must have certain spectrums for, for their radio communication.
1: Yeah, so there are radio communications that the that the police use, mm. um, m- mobile networks, mo- mobile radio networks, and there's spec the spectrum dedicated for those. Mm. Yes, uh, although that's an area where uh, we see in mission critical systems, which is or, or blue light systems for mm. the for the emergency services. Uh, that's an area where they're also starting to look at using the m- mobile network to be able to deliver that type of uh, capability.
0: Mm. But uh choosing that spectrum and and uh, giving it to the police authorities must be something that the governments are
1: Yeah, uh, I, I guess the government wouldn't want to s- to auction the spectrum to the, to see who who gets to run the police uh, which police force mm-hmm. gets to have s- communications oh yeah, in the Com- get the uh, the ambulance service competing with the uh, fire service <laughs> for, who, for who gets the spectrum. <laughs> That's maybe. Tough. But but it's quite common uh, know when you want to launch a new service like 5g yeah. we'll say well uh, we've got this amount of spectrum mm-hmm. we will split it into blocks mm-hmm. and then we'll put it up for auction and uh, you know we'll see who pays what mm-hmm. basically basically let the market decide on,
0: uh, on how much on, it's worth
1: on, on how much it's worth mm-hmm. or how much to invest and of course from a, from an operator's point of view they need to have spectrum but maybe they have a strategy of how much spectrum do, th- do they need? Mm-hmm. What spectrum have I got already? What would what would work well together? Because there are different characteristics for different spectrums. So depending on what I w- how I want to develop my network, then uh, you know maybe I I have more use of a particular frequency band that's that's on offer than a, than a, another one. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of in- interesting things from the operator side of which spectrum can they be interested in? Then of course. Um, the more I pay for spectrum, maybe the less money I have to actually build out my network.
0: Of course. Um,
1: so, uh, you know, everyone needs to work out what's, what's how much is the spectrum worth to me, given that I need to have some, but I can't afford to spend a, a super amount of money on it. And that's also a consideration, of course, for governments. Mm. You know, it's nice to, to bring in revenue, but if uh, if my government wants to stimulate the economy by, by building out 5G, know if uh, if the prices for spectrum are too high uh, maybe they don't get the build out at the speed they wanted right because they um, have the budget mm. and, and they have the budget but uh, and then and then quite often maybe there are conditions applied to spectrum so if mm-hmm. you buy this spectrum then you need to make sure that within five years ninety percent of the, or ninety five percent of the population get coverage so are able to use the service mm-hmm. so that you you can push mm-hmm. operators mm-hmm to uh, invest to use that spectrum everywhere because that's, you know, th- that's a way of uh, incentivising the operators not to just connect up the areas where they can easily get lots of users, mm-hmm. but even to provide coverage for people in, in rural areas mm-hmm. who really want the same services that you can get in the city but there aren't as many people there, so m- maybe it's harder. You know, you need to you need to put more money in to give them the same service when there are fewer subscribers.
0: So there could be yeah,
1: clients. you have to you have to sign up for conditions yeah to, to be able to buy it. So on the one on the one hand, you you know you may see that uh, you know spectrum going to the highest bidder. Given the spectrum is uh, like a public asset, mm-hmm. uh, spectrum in going to the highest bidder, you know. Some people might complain that you know, it's a public service thing. Why should we sell it to the highest bidder? But at the same time, they are taking a, an undertaking to, to provide public service. So there's uh, you know there's there's checks and balances in, in that process.
0: Yeah, we could say that that's what we call license spectrum when you have that's
1: license spectrum. Yes.
0: So should we talk a little bit about the unlicensed spectrum as well? Then what is that?
1: Um, unlicensed spectrum. Uh, you could say it's it's kind of the opposite. With license spectrum, I buy license and I get unrestricted use of a particular band uh, and nobody else does. In some cases, you can. S- s- there are situations where you can get license for a particular band in a particular area and nobody else does. Mm. But in a different area, maybe someone else has that license. But unlicensed spectrum is spectrum which anyone can use. Mm. But that's not the same as uncontrolled spectrum because uh, for anyone to use it, you need to have mechanisms that make it useful for anyone to use. Mm -hmm. If one user is transmitting at very high levels, for instance, audible. If you were to stand with a loudspeaker and, 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 uh, and, and shout into the microphone, people would hear you over a very wide area, and it might be difficult for them to hold a conversation. So there are often conditions on using unlicensed spectrum. Uh, you can only transmit with certain power levels, so that you're not you're not able to shout over the microphone. You can use it to, for a normal conversation. Mm-hmm. If you have an idea of something you want to use radio for, mm-hmm. um, and you don't have any spectrum dedicated for what you want to do, mm-hmm. you can use unlicensed spectrum. Uh-huh. Classic example is is Wi-Fi, which is built to use. Uh, you know, bands for uh, which uh, which don't require you to have a license, mm-hmm. so that you, as an individual user, can put up a radio station, your Wi-Fi router, and you can use and you can use the radio. But it's it's limited in how strong the signal can be, mm-hmm. so that uh, you can re keep reusing that that spectrum all across the city and all across the country.
0: Mm-hmm. So, is Wi-Fi always on unlicensed spectrum?
1: Wi-Fi is on unlicensed spectrum.
0: Cool. We have our first interview here at The Voice of 5G podcast, Sibel Tombas. Yes. Welcome. You're the strategic product manager for Ericsson Spectrum Sharing. Yes, correct. And you know a lot about that, a, lo- a lot about spectrum. This uh, podcast episode is about 5G spectrum. Yes, so
2: there are definitely many experts knows more than me, but at least in this area, I would say um, I know enough.
0: <laughs> Good. <laughs> then you, perhaps you can tell us a little bit.
2: Yeah, um, um, so I study engineering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I studied telecommunication engineering in a bachelor. Then I had master, and then I had PhD. Uh, and I did my PhD at KTH in wireless communication systems. So, so exactly just on-
1: Just to stop you there, KTH is the Kummelige uh, Technische Hög and in yes. Stockholm, which is the, <laughs> yes. which is the preeminent um, technical university in Stockholm, or well, was just going to say Sweden, but people from Chalmers might disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Thank you, Paul.
2: Uh, yes, and I did my, my PhD there, focusing on uh, like wireless networks, how to deploy it, how to make it cost and nice efficient networks for operators. Then I started in Exxon, initially in Exxon Research, and started working on 5G, it was the first part of the f- first years of the standardization and all the concept developments, uh, writing patents, bringing mm. to, to 3 GPP the new technology. And I think I was there, it was a perfect time. And mm. the last two years I have been in product management. And uh, then we basically come up with this good, innovative solutions that changed the like the way we look at the spectrum, the the way we look at different technologies and the way we look at how to introduce a new technology in your existing networks with the lowest cost uh, and most efficient way possible and yeah. I think for me it's one of the breakthrough uh, I think for our industry Wow I,
1: f- I think I'd, yeah, I'd agree. I you I agree when I think about hmm. making 5g reality and putting it into networks it's actually one of the most important things uh, I think that after you've got the standard and 5g you know is there and works uh, how am I going to roll it out how am I going to Deliver a 5G service mm. and, and still keep my 4G service up and running.
0: Yeah, yes. I mean, we, we have to start from, this, the, from the beginning here. Mm. So there is uh, spectrum auctions mm. going on right now. So, I mean, uh, it's definitely very
2: important because in 5G, we see that there is not only one band that we had seen in LTE. Mm-hmm. So in LTE, we started with one or two main bands that it was global. In 5G, we've seen completely diverse bands are utilized in different parts of the world. In US, we have more millimeter wave, millimeter wave means like 28, 29 gigahertz. That's large bandwidth. In Europe, in Sweden, most of the time, we will we'll have 3.5 mid-band. And mm-hmm. these are the new spectrum. So the government needs to open the auction, operators uh, uh, and demand to buy a certain new spectrum. Uh, and spectrum sharing is important in the existing bands, existing LTE bands because we think that in 5G you will need all these bands. You will need millimeter wave for peak rate. If you really want to see four or five gigabit per second, you will need millimeter wave. Mm-hmm. There is no way you can as do it. Mm. You want About capacity it, eh? because mm-hmm. you have more and more users. They, they are using more and more sm- smartphones. They are using all these smart uh, um, uh, social media, all the videos. It means that we need capacity, and that's why you need mid-band because it is about Arctic antenna systems and more bandwidth. But you need coverage, and mm-hmm. coverage is about low band. In that case, you have to go to existing LT bands, uh, and there, of course, to, ex- to reduce the cost of the operators to invest or Im- employ or put 5G, then that's basically how the spectrum sharing comes to the picture. Yeah. So uh, as an overall, we see that for there will not be only one 5G band. There will be many, and spectrum I- sharing is a piece of it, that has value both creating the low band for all the use cases that requires coverage, but at the same time, increasing the value of the new spectrum that they are going to buy. Because we basically see that uh, for the, when the operators buy 3.5, let's say mid band, that will pay a lot of money. Uh, and this low band will increase their value because they, they will extend the coverage. They will actually use, serve more users if they have this low band there. The spectrum sharing, what is Derrickson spectrum sharing? What, what is it doing? So it's, uh, it's a good question. Um, I mean, as its name, it's, it is about sharing the spe- spectrum dynamically. And uh, so before, maybe b- when we start from the different previous technologies, so when, when we bring the 3G or when we had the 4G, we had the new spectrum. And uh, then operators kind of acquire spectrums, generally in these lower FTD bands. Or, um, and, and then they basically need to deploy a new radio, new base bands, we need to co- make a completely new rollout. And it was very difficult for them to reuse the same spectrum they were had and they were paid millions of dollars because it mm-hmm. was not feasible to, to run two different technologies in the same spectrum. And that's become the majority of the cost for operators. Mm. So in 5G, what are we doing is, uh, we know LTE is, is extremely important. It mm-hmm. carries majority of the traffic today. So operators cannot really afford to take a certain band and give it to 5G. And also they cannot really afford not having a low band in, in 5G. They need coverage layer. And with this problem, we just came up uh, with an idea that let's just run these two technologies together in the millisecond level. So we are talking about two technologies that are in the physical layer are very similar. And we are doing a coordination in the millisecond level so that the same spectrum can run both LTE and 5G at the same time in the same radio and in the same baseband. So it's almost like no cost for operators except the software touch so I think that is th- that is basically the the key solution
1: and I think for me the clever part is that that you don't have to to take spectrum from 4G to be able to yes. launch 5g yes. because if you takes if you take spectrum from 4G then the performance of the network for the 4G user that's that's us until yes. we buy a five 5g subscription yes. performance gets worse so I you know no, nobody wants to launch a five G solution by making their existing service worse.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And I mean, when you look at it, the, f- the first five G won- phones will come next year, and it will take a lot of time when the U E penetration, when the new, op- when the, when us start buying the new phones, changing our phones yeah. that are five G capable, mm-hmm. and uh, and basically our mobility report exp- shows that in the next five years, eighty percent of traffic will still come from four G. So it will take a lot of time for 5G traffic to kind of ramp up, and then get maybe similar level of 4G. It means that it will be extremely important to sustain the the performance in LTE because most of the users will still use uh, 4G for a long time. Yeah. So we cannot really afford to take certain bandwidth mm. from 4G and give it to the 5G user, which there are few of
0: them. Mm. And now we don't. They don't need to do that. No. So this will be a part of this more seamless transfer towards 5G yes. uh, instead of like this uh, hard cut that might have been in previous uh, yes. Gs. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly.
2: It is exactly like that. So they don't,
0: um, first of all, they don't need to really start
2: looking into this traffic and, and make this planning and when to launch and can actually get this spectrum from 4G, how fast we will do it like with this our scheduling algorithm in, the, in a millisecond basis. So they don't need to make any kind of migration um, Plannings and uh, evaluations mm. that they take months or sometimes years.
0: Mm.
2: Um, yeah, yeah.
0: A pretty good invention, mm. <laughs> then. Yes, we uh, are very proud. Yeah, and uh, also I read that this is something that's unique for Ericsson. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, so, I mean, it is unique because it
2: requires, um, and we have actually a lot of patents already, mm-hmm. uh, I must say. Uh, and uh, it also requires not only the very good software solution uh, that make can make this coordination very, very fast. As I said, millisecond level, this is extremely fast. Uh, but at the same time, you need to have a unique hardware. Can that do that? So in that case, I think we have kind of combination more both, because we have radios that already w- are out there running 4G. And they are capable of running 5 g and that is unique mm. first of all and our base bands yes. that are in the field that's running for you today is actually capable of running five g as well mm. and and our baseband can also actually make this very very fast coordination that is also very unique mm. so overall, I think this solution um, mm. is is definitely a, a a key for operators and and we are very proud to bring yeah. such a mm. solution to the market next year
1: but but if if this solution is unique to Ericsson. Does that mean I have to have a special telephone to work to an Ericsson network?
2: No, definitely not. <laughs> so we are ensuring that we are, of course, we have our partners, our chipset partners, that we normally, even in every technology, we work very closely. But for our Ericsson spectrum sharing solution, uh, with our key partners, we under NDA we shared all our uh, ideas to ensure that nothing that we must miss in the receiver side. And uh, so now we get basically confirmation from the three major chipset vendors that the solution will be supported uh, in their phones, all the chipsets and the mm. phones. Uh-huh. So, so that's
1: so that's the people that make the chips that go into the telephones that people buy. Yes. Yeah.
2: So Qualcomm, yeah. Intel, I mean, yes, yeah. these big players yeah. that almost of the uh, phones like iPhone and everyone is basically using their chipset. Mm. So it will not be like uh, to specific UVs. All the yep. UVs in the market will, will benefit from this. Yeah.
0: Because you have a, that operator, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's very good cool. to
2: know. Mm. So interaction between the bands is also very
1: important. Yeah. Mm. Yes. That's one of those. It's one of those classic cases of one plus one is three. Yes. When you, exactly. When you take two bands and use them together in the right way, you get a lot more coverage and capacity than you do yes. just using one band or using each band. Yes. Separately.
2: Definitely, it's a very well put. One plus one, more than three. So, by mid-band, more than three, more than three. More than three. By mid-band, low-band,
0: and then you do clearigation, you get more than, more than three. Sure.
1: So, what are we talking about next week, Janina?
0: Yeah, uh, I've heard that there is this Ericsson Mobility Report coming out next week with new numbers and new forecasts, uh, one more year of forecast figures. And I guess we're going to know a lot more about what's happening with 5G
1: And maybe some hot topics as well that uh, that, that goes with that.
0: Yeah. So I've invited the editor-in-chief for Ericsson Mobility Report, Patrick Serval, to come here and talk some Mobility Report figures.
1: Oh, that's going to be exciting.
0: Yeah. But see you next week.
1: See you next week.
0: Bye.